Welcome to From the Booth, a podcast where we talk about the films playing at International Cinema at Brigham Young University. I am Mark Olivier, co-director of International Cinema, and I'm joined by co-directors Doug Weatherford and Marie-Laure Oscarson for our final week of fall semester 2022. It's the wrap-up episode. Hi, Doug and Marie-Laure. Hello. Glad to be here. (laughs) Marie-Laure is powering through a cold. That shows that she's a dedicated team member. Let me start with some stats. I'm only going to give two. The most poorly attended single screening of the semester was The Earth is as Blue as an Orange with only four people in the audience. That's awful. Heartbreaking, (laughs) right? It is totally heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Dang. Because amazing movie. So the reason I point this out is invite your friends. Tell your friends. These are amazing films. Now, the highest single screening No surprise, a Studio Ghibli film, Spirited Away, with 202 people. So that's great. We know you're fans of Studio Ghibli, and we love to give you what you want, but also we want you to explore and learn new things. So be sure and come to ones that you've never heard of. Be surprised. We talked about some of the films in our mid-semester podcast, but let's talk about a highlight. Just what's one highlight of the second half, either a film or an event or a lecture? Doug? So I had the opportunity to host when we had three of the filmmakers of the documentary Waterman come after a showing of the film and uh, did a question and answer. So we had Chet Thomas, who is a producer of the film, and Josh Harmon and Scott Elder, who were writers of the film. And that was a lot of fun. I think that those who attended, and it was a good attendance number, really got a lot out of not only the film, but also being able to hear the experiences, especially of three BYU grads who have struggled to break into film, and it is a difficult business. And I think it was a lot of fun to hear about their experiences, some of their challenges, and also some of their successes. I thought one of the highlights also was to hear writers of a documentary screenplay Mm -hmm. use so much language about writing narrative and drama and character development and lulls in a storyline. And we talked about that in the international cinema class, you know, about how much documentary filmmaking does depend upon fiction film techniques. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah. That's great. Marie-Laure, what about you? I'll highlight the mission in our Faith and Belief series because it was made by a non-member about LBS missionaries. And I think it's a work of art. It's a documentary that follows four of the LBS missionaries going to Finland. It's true. It's so true to what a mission is. So if you're thinking of serving a mission, because we are thinking right now that it might be an encore because it was Mm -hmm. a popular one and it's one that's so worthy for our students to see. But if you're thinking of a mission and you're questioning or whatever, go see this film. I think it will inspire you. And if you've served, go see it to understand better what other missionaries are going through. It's for everybody and it's really well made and it's such a human portrait of our LDS missionaries. It's beautiful. It is. I love that movie. And I think it's probably the most accurate depiction of a mission experience that I've ever seen. Yeah. So that is a highlight. One thing that stands out to me is Brad Barber's lecture, part of our lecture series, which is every Wednesday at five, pretty much. 
Brad Barber is a filmmaker at BYU, and he talked about Man with a Movie Camera during our Ukraine week. And what was great is that he gave his own examples as a filmmaker himself and how inspirational that was to him. And, you know, to pat ourselves on the back, he also talked about international cinema back in the day when he was an undergrad student and how important that was to exposing him to a lot of different films. And another thing that I really liked about his presentation was how he showed the spiritual side of learning how to see in different ways. And so I think it was just a really unique view that fits with BYU's mission to try and promote what is the spiritual angle of this. And it, it was amazing. So again, really encourage people to come to the lecture series. Before we get to our themes for next semester, I would like to hear your choice of one movie that you hope people will see. Now, disclaimer, assuming that these work out, we're, we're still in the programming phase, but these are movies we hope to show. So maybe start with Marie-Laure. What's a movie that hopefully will show next semester that you really want people to go to? Women at War. We're hoping to schedule this movie the, the second week of our IC semester. We start a little bit later than, than everybody else. But it's early on, and I hope it will fire up people for international cinema. This is a film that comes from Iceland from 2018. And this woman who is at war against the big companies to save the planet is an awesome hero. And I want everybody to see her and to be inspired by her. It's a film that calls as well for change in our lives, in our societies to protect the earth, and it, it does belong to the series Nurture Nature that will play as well this winter semester. Great. What about you, Doug? Well, I'm going to change up a little bit from what I had suggested before we started taping, mm -hmm. uh, since I think I'm going to talk about uh, this film, another film that I really like, which is Nacho Libre. And, but instead of that one, I'm going to recommend Safety Last. And mm. uh, just a short while ago, a few years ago, we started imagining that every semester we could do a film that is 100 years old. Mm -hmm. And until about now, maybe in 2022, it's been a little bit tougher, right, to, to find what exactly we want. But we're starting to get into a really rich mm -hmm. moment in which every semester now it's going to be tougher to figure out which one film that's 100 years old we should show. 2023 for winter semester, we're going to show Safety Last with Harold Lloyd. And this is just one of those iconic films that everybody should see. If you're not a silent film fan, you should start watching a few silent films. And if you want to start with Safety Last, which beginning in 2023 is 100 years old, that's a great place to start. Yeah, I confess that I just bought, in fact, it came in the mail today, my own copy of Safety Last from Criterion during their sale because it is an amazing movie. One film that I really hope people will see and also be extremely patient with is Memoria by the Thai filmmaker. I'm going to say this wrong. It's very difficult. Apichapong Wirasukul. That's the best I can do. Sorry, Thai speakers. Which stars um, Tilda Swinton as a Scottish expatriate living in Colombia who's hearing strange noises and goes in search of an explanation. Now, this film premiered at Cannes in um, 2021. And I don't know if it ever played in Utah, but if it did, I doubt a lot of people got a chance to go see it. And I would just say it's best to go into this not knowing 
much about the plot and also to be open to slow cinema. Think about how sound is used and think about the poetry of the film. And my personal experience in watching the film is that by the end of it, I felt like it altered my perception of time itself. So <laughs> I would just say, go into it, be open. It's a pretty amazing movie. Well, those are some like films that we want you to see individuals, but the themes, let me announce the themes and we're each gonna talk about one of them. Themes that are coming up in no particular order are haute couture, international superheroes, children of migration, health and sickness, nurture nature, and redemption. Marie-Laure, would you want to get us started with um, what's, what's a theme that you particularly like? Can I add as well that we will have a few films from the Baltic states. Yes. And that we're going to organize that somehow, but look for those, like Lithuanian, Latvian, Estonian speakers, please come and support those films. But the series that I want to highlight is Nurture Nature. Women at War will be playing, hopefully. We have a documentary, Gunda, from 2020. It's silent. It's so beautiful about animals and relationships that they have with each other. And it's making us question the relationship we have with them. And those are not like our dogs and pets and, you know, cats. Mm -hmm. But those are the animals that we eat, the animals that we use for our own lives. And it's beautifully shot. Return to Dust is a, an amazing film from China. It was banned in China. The government was not happy about this. And so I'm leaving it to this because you've got to come and see it. Yes. Absolutely. All That Breathe is a beautiful documentary from Delhi and the pollution there. And two or three brothers, I don't remember, but a family that helps birds called kites. They have a makeshift hospital and they rescue those animals who are badly affected by the pollution, the air pollution. And then we're hoping to bring back as well Beast of the Southern Wild, a beautiful film from 2012, picturing life in New Orleans. And it's a beautiful film about nature, our relationship to our environment, and especially this little girl you will fall in love with. Mm -hmm. That is such a great theme. I love every one of those movies. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's amazing. Doug, what about you? Okay, so this theme is a bit strange for me because I have to admit that in the last few months, a number of times people have recommended superhero movies to me. Mm -hmm. And I've said, oh, I am so superheroed out. I can't, I don't even want to go to the theater to see them anymore. But this theme I'm really excited about because we're going to do international superheroes. And there's a different tone and tenor to these films mm -hmm. that I think really perhaps cut through some of the just cliched imagery and language of uh, the current crop of superhero films. We've got one that's a Hindi film, another Japanese, another Swahili, one from Russia. And the ones that I really want to emphasize, which kind of kicked it all off, is we are going to show Nacho Libre. Now, if you hear that, you know already that we're being pretty broad in our definition of superhero. But what we want to do is actually show a Mexican Santo movie. And the Santo is the famous Mexican film wrestler who is the inspiration for Jared Hess's Nacho Libre. And there's tons of these movies made. Most of them are pretty terrible, <laughs> but I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with this. We're gonna have a lecture about my colleague, Brian Price, to talk about the importance of 
the Santo character in Mexican culture. We're going to show a Santo movie, and then we're going to show uh, Jared Hess's Nacho Libre. And I think we there might be some Mexican sweets thrown out and maybe some mariachi music playing. But I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this theme, international superheroes. So if you're like me and you're a bit tired of that particular genre, this is going to give you some new material to consider. And then if you want to understand the context for Nacho Libre, mm-hmm. that Santo film and the lecture will really help. And honestly, it is educational and it sounds like a party. So <laughs> best of both worlds. It is. I mean... International cinema isn't always about high art. It's about exposing you to international cinema. And in this case, we're dealing with a really fun genre that's often associated with like B-movies and it's a blast. I think that people really enjoy the films here and that they'll offer something unique. So I'm going to talk about haute couture, which, you know, we had a question of, should we even call it that? Do people know what haute couture is? Sounds a little bit snobby, maybe, but haute couture is high fashion. It's the work that's done that's really at the top of the fashion world. And we're going to expose you to, there's several documentaries in the bunch and also some features. So we have a film that's actually called haute couture that's about a girl who becomes part of, I think what they call a petite main, the little hands that sew behind the scenes of Dior. And then there's another film that is really touching called Papisha that in fact has the same actress as in Haute Couture playing a student who wants to put on a fashion show at a time where there's a clampdown on women's education and sort of the ability to even do that in Algeria. We're going to show um, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, which should be fun. But I want to mention the documentaries really quickly. There's a documentary that I doubt people have seen called Martin Margiela in his own words. We wish more of those words were in a foreign language, (laughs) but you get a mixture of English and French mainly. And this is about a fashion designer who started creating when he was a kid he would sew replicas of runway outfits for his Barbies and dye wigs for his Barbies hair. And his parents were a little bit embarrassed and said, don't tell people you want to be a fashion designer in Paris when you grow up. But that's exactly what he did. And he was revolutionary in the types of shows that he did, where he did them. It kind of goes through his entire career because this is somebody who then sold his house and retired didn't like to be seen, fairly reclusive, doesn't like to give interviews. So this is a unique behind the scenes look at that. And we'll have a gospel according to Andre, which is about a really influential fashion critic. So go and see that as well. Also Disappearance of My Mother, a fascinating story about an Italian model who basically wants to withdraw from society. That you will recognize from the 60s and the 70s, she's really iconic. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. So those are some of the things you have to look forward to. I think that we can move on to wrap things up to our rapid question round. First, recommendations. What's a movie that you think people should watch over the holidays? Doug? Okay, so I've mentioned this film before in a podcast, but probably nobody heard it before. My favorite nostalgia film is Dan in Real Life. And I think it's a great film to watch over Thanksgiving with family and friends. The plot is not set specifically during Thanksgiving, but to me, it fits perfectly. And I could watch that every year if I could. 
Awesome. Ryder? Well, my recommendation, I think I've spoken about it before, but it's Fantastic Mr. Fox by Wes Anderson, a stop animation, and you will love it. And it's good for all audiences, and it's a great story, and it's fun. And if you don't quote it, when you're done watching it, come and talk to me. <laughs> I want to understand why you would not find anything quotable you. from that film. <laughs> it's a great film. I would suggest either for Thanksgiving holiday, Babette's Feast. Mm. Also rated yeah. G, although subtitles, therefore, maybe not for the youngest viewers, but really beautiful, beautiful film. Or a Christmas movie that I like that nobody seems to think of as a Christmas movie is Gremlins, which is one of the movies that's responsible for the PG-13 rating because of an exploding gremlin in a microwave scene. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun and, you know, it's crazy and it's cute, but also scary. <laughs> so, okay. What's the genre that you would most likely watch as a marathon? Myla? So I like slow burns. I could watch a lot of these films. That's what I would do. I love slow burns, but I'm going to have to say action. If I had to watch it over and over again, <laughs> probably action thriller. I'm going to be predictable and say horror. Uh. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Okay. okay, how about a movie tradition in your family, Doug? Okay, I have to say first that my children are all older, but uh, we started a number of years ago to watch Band of Brothers. And we don't watch it every year, but for some reason, we tend to watch that around Christmas time and watch every episode. And it's just just an amazing watch. And that's something that we've enjoyed. Milo? So our kids have grown up with Miyazaki films. Oh, so right. anytime when we don't know what to watch, we'll just pick Miyazaki. But if you know the series, it might be Nickelodeon. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. That too. We grew up on it. And so sometimes we'll rewatch those, even though my kids are not that young either. The youngest is 13. But these are nostalgic for our family. Everyone loves those, all ages. Yeah. My daughter was just introducing a friend to it, and they've been watching the entire series. I guess for me, well, What's Up, Doc? is a movie that we have to watch at least once a year. So many quotable things that we throw in all the time. I don't know. It's what made me want to be an educated adult as a human, believe it or not. As a child watching this movie, I saw Barbara Streisand, who had failed but gone to many, many different schools in the course of her life. And I thought, yeah, I want to know about igneous rocks and also everything else and awesome. quote the dictionary. Okay, here's some uh, quicker questions. Isabel Huppert or Isabella Rossellini? Doug? Rossellini. <laughs> okay, I'll go with Rossellini. Some some films that Isabelle Huppert has done, I love her. But some of her films, I, I don't connect. I also will go with mm. Isabella Rossellini. Mm. It's clean sweep because she will appear in the gospel according to right. St. Andre, yeah. which petting a pig. <laughs> she has pigs as yeah. pets. What's not to love? Okay, Charlie Chaplin or Harold Lloyd? Myla? Charlie Chaplin, but both really, I can't choose. I, know. I love both. I'm going to yeah. have to say Chaplin as well. But... I'll be different and say Lloyd just because <laughs> yes. I, it's hard. Okay, since we're doing superheroes, Superman or Spider-Man? It's easy, Spider-Man. Same, Spider-Man? Oh, okay, I'll go with Superman. <laughs> <laughs> just just because, yes. <laughs> okay, so imagine you're on a 10-hour flight. How many movies do you watch? I try to be wise and I try to sleep, really. But I don't want to fall asleep watching a film. But I'll, I'll watch three. That's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow. Same. I can watch at least three movies. Yeah. I never sleep on a plane anyway. What about you, Doug? I like to work on a plane, so I'd say two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> what happens to that half? <laughs> okay. Um, is the half like as, as it's going to land? land? <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Are you on time for the previews or just in time for the movie, Doug? Oh, no. Uh, previews is the best thing about going to movies. Yeah, I'm there for the previews. Mm -hmm. I hate the commercials, though. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love a good preview. A preview that gives away all the film. Oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. Yeah. But a good preview that's going to make me want to see something. I want to see that. Yes. Having grown up with a chronically late sister, <laughs> I'm always on time, if not early. And, and then you want the previews. best seats as well. Right? Yeah, well, now you can reserve, so that's you really nice. You can reserve, least, that's right. Yeah, and I agree with you that the preview that already shows the movie is often the movie I don't go to because yeah. I feel like I've already seen it. All yeah, right, exactly. two final questions. A movie that made you fall asleep. Doug, you got one? <laughs> yeah, it was The Man from Snowy River. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very specific moment in my life, but I remember falling asleep to that. And I was with my girlfriend, now wife at the moment, and I just didn't connect with the movie. <laughs> so you were this in the This is a long theater. time ago. You yeah. were in the theater. Oh, wow. Okay, Myla. So the filmmaker that was really hard to say, the Thai filmmaker, we yes. showed Cemetery of Splendor a few years ago, and I did fall asleep a few times. Yes. Um, Even though it's fascinating. Sometimes I watch those films so late at night. Really, I should not. Well, you know... The movie that came to mind for me is, in fact, a movie that I love. Yeah. I used to, I've been a chronic insomniac. And for a while, I attempted to try to, like, watch a movie literally in bed on a tiny DVD player. And I watched the movie 2046, which is, um, we showed In the Mood for Love, and 2046 is, like, a, a sequel. It's Wong Kar Wai film. It's beautiful, but it's so lulling and gorgeous that I watched it over the course of three nights, falling asleep each time. It was wonderful. Highly recommend it anyway. <laughs> Very cinematic. Dreams. Yes. Okay. Conversely, what's a movie that kept you up at night? Doug? And this is going back even further in my biography, but I saw Jaws when I was too young, probably, mm -hmm. to see Jaws. And that movie gave me nightmares. And so even when I watch it again, I remember those childhood fears Mm -hmm. of that movie. I think that Spielberg hurt a lot of people <laughs> by that movie. <laughs> he did me. I got I scared in swimming pools. <laughs> okay, Marilor, what about you? Well, if I go when I was younger, Schindler's List mm -hmm. made me cry and kept me awake. I was really shocked about the state of the world and what happened and what still happens. Yeah, for me, it's a movie that we're going to show next semester. You know, we are screening these movies at home, watching them. Gunda, I see. It's about animals, and it's rated G. <laughs> what could possibly be wrong? This will be a nice thing to cap off my night. I'm not giving you any spoilers, and don't worry. It's not a violent film. But it just, I don't know, I grew so attached to these animals over the course of the thing that it just made me stay awake that night. It's very engaging, involving, and emotional. So... You can see we have a lot of great things to look forward to. Thank you so much for discussing our future offerings, Marilora and Doug, and hopefully everybody will have great holidays. Thank you for joining us today on From the Booth. 
This podcast is produced by the International Cinema Program at BYU and supported by the BYU College of Humanities. We are solely responsible for the opinions and ideas expressed here as they do not represent any official position adopted by the university or its supporting institutions. We thank our sound engineer, Hannah Guevara, and Johnny Stallings, who composed our podcast soundtrack. Visit, please visit, ic.byu.edu for upcoming films and showtimes. And until next time, keep seeing great international movies.